This is the Cherryleaf Podcast. Well, hello. I hope it is sunny where you are. We have had so much rain this month in the UK. Actually, today we have a sunny, breezy day, but goodness me, it has rained and rained. In this episode, I'd like to talk about training. It's been a theme of recent episodes. Sometimes with the podcast, we get into a groove of looking at a certain subject. And in fact, the Write the Docs newsletter described this podcast as being focused on tech writing training. And in some ways it makes sense, having been described as that, to lean into it. But in the future, we are probably also going to be looking at things relating to the recruitment side of what we do, and also the projects and consultancy. So we'll continue on the training theme. And in this episode, what I'd like to do is pose a question and then see if we can answer it. And that is to really look at a situation where somebody's started on their technical writing career. They've had the basic training that they need to get started. And they're now asking the question, what extra skills do I need to progress my career? Now, one of the reasons for looking at this as a topic is that in recent episodes, we've mentioned that we've been developing a e-learning course, an e-learning course on developing screenshots, images, and diagrams. And I'm pleased to say that's now completed. It's available for people to take, and we've introduced it in three ways. It's now part of a new premium bundle that is offered with our foundation course on technical writing. And you can buy the premium bundle, and in addition to the foundational course, you also get five other courses from our advanced bundle. And it's also available in our advanced bundle, which is 10 or 11 training courses. You pay monthly, a bit like Netflix, in the way that you can watch some or all of the films, you can take some or all of the training courses in the bundle. So it's become one of those courses. And we are also offering it as a standalone course. So that means that course is finished and we have to make decision, do we stop there and focus on marketing and promoting the courses that we already have? Or do we introduce more courses? So to come to that decision, we need to step back. We need to think about if a technical writer, if a technical author is in the job, what skills do they need? And then look at what we offer. Is there a gap? And then decide whether we need to offer a course that fills that gap. So the starting point should be, what is the foundational platform upon which people would then move to getting additional skills? And we've mentioned this before, there are a number of core skills that every technical communicator should have, and typically are the ones that they would get at the start of their career. So the first one is the ability to write clearly and unambiguously, so basic technical writing skills. And that's one of the most important, that is the most important skill that you need. 
The second skill that you need, and again, these are the skills that if you're looking for a job or if you're recruiting, these are the skills that people are looking at. The second skill is time management skills. There's a deadline, there's a piece of software that's going to be released and it needs the user documentation to be released with it. And so the ability to manage your time so that when the product is released, there's documentation to go with it. Now I said we had a beautiful sunny day and what you might be able to hear now is the patter of rain on the roof because it's raining. Never mind. So the third skill. Well, the third skill is often knowledge about the domain, the subject matter. And often that training and that understanding comes from being within an organization and learning about the product that you're going to be documenting. So for that, often really, that's not something that we at Cherryleaf can do much to help you with. And the other skill is skills in the tools that you're using to create the content. Now this is an area again where we've tended not to focus so far because with some of the tools, you get training as part of the package of buying the software itself. And for others, there are books available that have been around for many years and training courses. And so we felt that that need, that requirement has often been fulfilled by others. It doesn't make sense for us to focus too much on that area, particularly where software authoring tools can be changing every 12 months. One area where you may well need to improve your skills or get involved with more than at the start is project management. Now, any foundational course will give you the basics of managing a project, the key stages and so on, but you may need to improve those skills. It may be that you've been taught how to manage a project in a situation where the product is being developed using the waterfall method, but you find yourself in a company or within a team where they're using agile methods to develop the product. And it may be that you need to adapt your project management techniques to fit in to that particular way of working. And linked with that is the need to be able to calculate how much time will be needed to complete a project. So estimating skills, one of the areas where you will need to improve your abilities. And if you're taking on more seniority, then there are a couple of other areas where you may need to bolster your skills. So you might need to manage a team or be responsible for others. You might be given more responsibilities. And so you might need to improve your people management skills, either for people that are reporting to you, who you are managing or directing, or where you're working in a team and you're working with colleagues and you're trying to persuade them, encourage them to allocate time to do stuff that's important to you. And related to that, you might need to look at other people's content and amend it, to revise it, to edit it. Now that could be 
content that's being provided by subject matter experts, or again, if you're taking on responsibilities from other technical writers, other technical authors. In addition to improving management skills, project management, time management, people management, you might also want to deepen some of the other skills that you might use on a day-to-day -day basis. So there's two that stand out in that. One is screenshots, diagrams and images. And we've talked about the fact that that was the most recent course that we developed. A lot of what technical communicators do involves creating screenshots and images to go into the documentation. Another one could be single sourcing. A lot of the tools that technical communicators use enable you to single source content, to write something once and use it in lots of different places. So you might be producing a PDF and a printed version. And rather than have two versions of the same document, you have a tool that enables you to publish to both different outputs. And equally, you might be managing content for version one and for version two. And instead of having two versions of the document, two separate Word files that you might have as an alternative, it's all within a single version. And then when you publish, you can publish a document that has topics which are common to both and then topics which are specific to a certain version and so on for versions that might be tiered as professional and light version, you can single source and therefore save yourself a lot of time in having to manage multiple versions of pretty much the same document. So over and above those topics, what else might a technical communicator need in terms of building up their skills? And we can look at this in two ways or do our research in two ways. We can think about what is it that technical authors, technical writers do, see if there's any gaps in terms of the training courses offered. And the other area is looking at what topics are being discussed at conferences. So what are the sort of new and emerging topics where people might need skills in the future? Let's start by looking at what is it that technical communicators do? What else do they do? So there are some things that some technical communicators do, but not all. And those might be candidates. With software as a service, there's this big push to keep users being successful, not giving up, not getting stuck. And so some technical communicators get involved in that initial stage of giving the new user the information they need to be successful. So they get involved in writing tutorials and cookbooks, as they're called, onboarding guides. And you could put into that area also readme files. And also with software as a service in terms of customer churn, some technical communicators get involved in usability testing, and that can be testing the content that they're producing, as well as in a wider scheme of things, getting more involved with usability testing of the product and seeing documentation in that context. And again, with software as a service, we have this thing where content help has moved in some situations from being in a help file to actually within the application itself. And so 
again, for technical communicators working in that space, they need skills in user interface design or user interface writing so that they know what tools to use and how they can create content that will appear in the right place at the right time when a user is using the application. Within the REST API environment, for those that are involved in doing API documentation, then they might get involved in developing developer portals. And that might be the content, explaining what the API does, what problem it solves, who might use it, costs and the like. And it might go further than that in terms of creating sandboxes and other ways that the developers can actually try out the API itself. And within REST API documentation, you often have code samples or other bits of coding to help the developer implement the REST API. So there's the question of who is responsible for that. Should technical communicators acquire basic programming skills so that they can do it? And so is there a need for a course aimed at technical communicators on how to develop their programming skills for that particular purpose. Another thing that some technical communicators do, but not all, is develop video tutorials. Again, that blurring of the lines between training and support and also technical communication and developing screencasts, walking the users through a set of steps, showing them how it's done. And then for larger organizations with large documentation sets, they have challenges over dealing with terminology, dealing with taxonomies, and dealing also with localization. So from the taxonomy side, information about information, which can help the end user because it means that you could deliver filtered personalized content and helps the organization in terms of identifying whether content has been written already or needs to be updated if it's gone out of date or what exists that you can bring together to produce content for the end user. And terminology management, just having that consistency in describing what things are. And if we look at conference topics, we can look at different conferences that are out there related to technical communication and we can see what presentations are being made and we can group them together and see if there are common themes. That's what we have done as part of our research in looking at which topics we might look at for creating new courses. So the topics that seem to be around at the moment for conferences are localization of content into different languages, development of chatbots so that users can find the answers themselves. You need have less need for support staff. In theory, they can get to the answer more quickly. In theory, they can get more personalized answers. Augmented reality and virtual reality, particularly with hardware and with maintenance. So if somebody's working in the field, they can use augmented reality or virtual reality to look at the object that they're due to be repairing or maintaining and see visual guides on what they should be doing or telling them the answer to their questions or the part numbers and so on. And as well as those, some of the other things that we've talked about already, onboarding, taxonomy management, project management.
So all of these are candidates for training courses. We have courses for some of those already. For API documentation related projects, we have an e-learning course on documenting REST APIs, and that goes into, to an extent, the other content that you might need for creating a developer portal. And we have a little mini course on understanding Markdown. And for larger or more complex documentation projects, we have a course on managing software documentation projects, one on revising and editing content, and one on structured writing fundamentals, which includes a course on DITA 1.2. And for those that are developing software as a service related documentation, we have a course on UI writing, so you can understand the tools for creating the content within the application itself. And we also have a course on technical copywriting. If you need to get involved in developing the website and explaining what the product does. And then as sort of deeper topics where people want to deepen their skills, we have a course on single sourcing and content reuse. And we also have a course we've mentioned a few times already, the creating screenshots and images for user guides course. So there is scope for having more courses because we've talked about topics in addition to the ones that I've just mentioned there. So how do we decide which course we should next develop? Well, we have to decide, or we have to determine, I should say, whether there's going to be enough demand, enough interest for people to sign up for a course to justify the time and effort in putting the course together. We need to do some research. We have to really see if we can observe what people do as well as, or how they act as well as what they say, because sometimes what people do and what people say can be two different things. So one of the ways in which we do our research is we ask questions. So we will ask on social media, on platforms such as LinkedIn and in the Write to the Docs forum and on Twitter, and perhaps also in our newsletter, ask a question about a topic and really try to find out what topics somebody would want covered in a course on that particular theme. For example, we asked on social media about onboarding. And this is in terms of onboarding for a software application, not onboarding of staff. So we asked, does anyone have opinions as to what should go into a course on creating content for customer onboarding. We'll provide a link to that question on Twitter. So if you do have thoughts on that particular topic, then you can add your ideas and comments to the thread. That can help us in terms of making sure that there's not anything we haven't considered. Another thing we'll look at is does a course exist already? Now, if a course is already out there, that's not necessarily a situation where we might decide, oh, well, we're not going to offer a course, there's one already. It might prove that there's a market, there's demand for there. And it's often said that you need two people competing to prove that there is a market, a demand for something. 
We might think twice if it's a provider like Google that's offering a course, but apart from that, it wouldn't necessarily put us off. And we'll ask the question, are there any books on the topic that are out there that we can look at and check again on our expertise where there's areas that we need to consider? Have there been any conference talks about this topic? Are they on YouTube? Again, can we check on the topics and the views that other people have? And another important question that we have is, can we give the delegates skills? We don't want just to provide facts, but we want to enable them to do the thing, to be able to create content, say, for example, that will onboard customers. So related to that, in terms of how we develop the training course, is can we provide a methodology, a framework, a series of steps, a consistent path that the delegate can take that will enable them to successfully achieve the goal for the course, for the topic. And that can relate to enabling them to get started, help them identify when they should be doing this, perhaps even when they shouldn't be doing it, going back to their management and saying, actually, in this situation, this isn't a good idea. And are there best practices, good ways, better ways to do the thing? So that's also what we're looking at. Can we have those types of aspects within the course? Other things we look at, the tools. What tools would somebody use to create this content? And how easy it is to use those tools? How expensive are those tools? Because if the tools are expensive, that will affect who might take the course. And um, one of the biggest challenges that we have for the courses that we develop are the exercises. How can we create exercises on this theme, practical exercises? And again, if we take onboarding as an example, if we're going to be teaching how somebody can onboard staff, then it needs to be related to an application. So what application? So we can build the exercises around a third-party application, but how long is that application going to be around? What if it changes? So for the screenshot course, we built exercises around PowerPoint and similar applications like Keynote and Google Presentations, partly because pretty much everyone is familiar with that application. They can understand it pretty quickly it's going to be around, it's not going to disappear, and it's not going to change radically. And in fact, do we need to develop our own application so that the exercises can be built around that? And if so, how easy is it for the delegates to understand what the application does for them to be able to write about it? So we have all of these challenges and questions. Now I've mentioned onboarding a couple of times and of the topics that we've discussed so far as potential topics that we might cover, it looks like onboarding is the best candidate for us, the next one that we're most likely to do. So if you do have thoughts on what you would like in a course on onboarding, do share them with us. So let's leave it there for this episode. A couple of things to mention, we do have some vacancies on our books at the moment. If you're looking for work in the UK, then have a look at our website. Also, we are thinking about doing a question and answer type episode on the podcast, almost like an ask me anything 
episode. If you have any questions, general questions about Cherryleaf, the podcast, technical communication, then email us and we'll see if we can answer those. Oh, and by the way, again, if there are other topics over and above the ones that we've mentioned as potential advanced skills that a technical communicator might need, where you think it would make sense for there to be a course, then obviously please do share your thoughts on that as well. And if you're interested in our advanced course, again, on the Cherryleaf website, you'll find details on all of the courses that the advanced bundle covers. So thank you for listening.